0: Spadrosian throws to Sandberg and the pitch is grounded to second base. Thompson has it, throws to first. It's over. 27 years of waiting have built on it. The Giants have won the pennant. Hey Brad, we are back on Thompson to Clark. See, this is why I like the podcast. Maybe even a little bit more than the live stream because, like, for some reason, my my camera always takes a few seconds to catch up when we start these shows. So I look <laughs> I look a little bit like Max Headroom. Like, <laughs> what a reference!
1: Yeah, I, I think uh, three people might have that <laughs> reference.
0: Max Headroom. Uh, that, was that was some good TV. Huh? Yeah, gosh, Max Headroom. I don't know how <laughs> I even thought about that. Uh, okay, so Giants have an interesting week. They go four and three. I feel like they should have been six and one. The only game that I thought that they really should have lost is the, uh, maybe the Alcantara game. Cause he kind of shut them down a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he was dominating. He's been
1: dominating everybody this season. So, yeah. uh, you know, he's a, he's a, he's a pretty tough pitcher. I think it was a lot of people actually picked him preseason rankings. They had him uh Cy Young, candidate so i mean we went up against buzzsaw yeah. there were so many games we should have won and so many games we should have lost so we could have also ended up four and three in the alternate universe who knows i mean it was just a weird week anytime you go to the east Coast, i think we talked about that last season too that trip always scares me mm-hmm. you go to philly miami uh cincinnati New York, you know, just all that stuff out there. Anytime you go on those wild East coast trips that are like 10 games. I mean, they came back five and five, but anytime you go on that, anything can happen. It gets weird. I'll throw Washington in there also. Cause I just, all of those, they always scare me and it's comforting to be back home, especially when you got the Rockies.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, they, they go. So for last week, if we start on Monday, that's kind of how we start our week. They went four and three. So successful road trip. But like I said, should have been six and one. Both teams under 500. So you kind of think you're like, oh, let's take advantage of this. And they were unable to. The bullpen breaks down on them in a couple of those games. And you know what I like about Cap is Tyler Rogers had the worst game on Saturday. Like, yeah, like how frustrating is it? to be him and be in that moment, clutch part of the game, he boxed the runner to third and then a little <laughs> pop-up, you know, yeah, it was a decent fly ball, wins the game. And, you know, because that's his job. I'm sure that's what he prides himself in, is being able to come in in those situations and be a good pitcher, right? Like to be able to oh, dominate yeah. those, those situations. And, you know, we've looked at his stats, I think it was last week, when when you talked about some of the numbers and how if you look deeper, He's kind of the same pitcher, just with worse luck and probably worse defense. Which is, I'm starting to come around to this worse defense thing because last year oh, I've, I've, I've
1: got numbers to back it up. Later, when we start talking oh, about okay. National good. League West stuff, yeah, good, I've got good. some some ugly numbers. Don't say good because they're bad.
0: No, no, no. <laughs> good, good that that you're following up on this because I think it's worth <laughs> a conversation. Yeah, uh, because part, like part of it is the way this now <clears throat> that they play. They have a ton of guys who can play multiple positions. So you're never really going to get your ultimate, ultimate defensive lineup because they're always maximizing towards the offense. And that's just baseball today. And in doing that, you're left sometimes with guys who may be a little cold coming into a, a, a spot. Like there was a great play by Vossler. He makes this nice diving stop. And he gets up and just airmails it over the first base. <laughs> and if he had more reps at that play, you know, then he probably makes that play. Just It's just a great play overall, but it's just stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, we're going to see that. And, and I do wonder how they will figure that out where, you know, sometimes they run out of players by the seventh or eighth inning. And when you do that, you are not maximizing defense at all. So that that comes no. into play. All right. So what are we going to talk about today? We're going to talk a little bit about the the four and three week, like we started. We'll talk about maybe the unsung hero of the team so far, Jacob Junis. Uh I I have a comparison to make with him and a former giant that I think people nice. will, will understand and like. And then we're going to talk about the series of uh the Rockies and the Dodgers coming into town. We're going to look at the the team stats for all three teams and kind of see you know where where they are. I was surprised to see that the Giants are only five and a half games behind the Dodgers because it feels like 10 yeah. and it's not yeah. 10. You know, so the Dodgers have this crazy, you know, world like I, I was talking to a friend who's a Dodgers fan. And of course he doesn't want to overplay the hand, right? He knows that the team is good, but I'm I was telling yeah. him like I'm not sure I've ever seen a lineup like this in my entire life. And he's like, well, what about the late nineties Yankees? And I'm like, great lineup, but still like the, just the amount of ball players that you guys have is, is tremendous. And he's trying to, you know, it's like, uh, yeah. we'll see, we'll see.
1: But to did be he only- just try to compare that somebody from the current Dodger <laughs>
0: team is Charlie Hayes? Is that, uh, I, thought is that, say, <laughs> I thought you were going to say, Scott I thought you were going to say, uh, is he trying to say that, uh, they're, they're not taking steroids like some of those <laughs> <laughs> Yankees teams were. Like, like Scott Roches. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um But I do think, like, you know, if you're a Dodgers fan, there's a little pressure on the Dodgers to be the team that it seems like they should be, right? Like they should be an all-time team. And anything less than, like, a World Series victory, I think, is pretty much a disappointment. So that pressure kind of sucks, and I've been there with the Warriors, the Warriors have, have had that kind of pressure. And so it's, it's like you either win or you suck, and everyone makes fun yeah. of you. And that's kind of what the, where the Dodgers are. By the way, uh, for those who listen to the feed, uh, our, our BSPN feed, uh, Brian and I did not do a, a show last night. We took the we took the night off. He had some friends over, so we decided to take night. And, of course, they win. After yeah. the, the one game we, we recorded, they lost. So, uh, so we'll, But we'll be back on uh, Wednesday night after Wednesday night's game. We, okay. we had a
1: programming snafu here in Reno, uh, Channel 8, Colo TV. I'm going to call them out. Uh, they were having some signal issues. They're our ABC affiliate. So last night I go and make a, a, a Smith's grocery run. I come back. I go, oh, I'm turning the game on. I turn it on to Channel 8, ABC Channel, Black. No. nothing and i go oh this is a bad time i mean you know we're, we're not the highest market in the world so we're we're known to have some programming issues from time to time so i thought this is a bad time to lose your transponder lose <laughs> you know whatever's happening apparently it was only happening on satellite so it was oh, wow. the satellite transponder not picking it up so dish and direct tv but luckily I was able to punch up the uh, Apple TV, throw on the ESPN app, log in go. with my Directv creden- credentials, and 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 watch the game. I got that. This is the time of year, bandwagon fan, that I watch Warriors basketball. I have a good it, time
0: with it. It is nice though, because of the different apps that we all pay for. Yeah. Where if something <laughs> happens like that, you're like, oh yeah, like now I have, uh, you know, n- now I have a backup to to what the yeah. problem could be. If it's my Directv you know we have this app and it runs through different thing and so it's nice to oh, have yeah. those options because back in the day we're just like banging the side of the tv going like Come exactly on. yeah Right into the neighbor's house what's the score <laughs> <laughs> all right so where should we start um i guess let's just start quickly we, we talked a little bit about it but let's just go over some of the week so uh we recorded on monday and now we know oh, tuesday. tuesday we recorded yeah, on tuesday. tuesday we had a holiday and the Giants were playing the Phillies. And as we like to puff our chests about every time we record and the Giants are playing, they win. So they won. They won seven to four. It was a crazy extra inning game with home runs galore and Jock Peterson. And uh, is that where did B. Craw hit a Grand Slam or is it the next day? We, we had like two Grand Slams this week. It was crazy. Yeah, I think that was the next day. I got to look at the
1: box on Tuesday. Let's see. Box on Tuesday. No, that was the day Crawford was sick. He okay, was under the weather. Pinch hit late in the game, but yeah, he was not feeling good.
0: So then, uh, you know, they let one get away and uh, going for the sweep, uh, and then they go to the Marlins, and this is the uh, Alcantara game. He pitched very well. They didn't score. And then they come back on Friday and it's like they saved up all the runs from Thursday <laughs> and Friday and just scored them all on Friday. Yeah. They won 15 to 6 and they were just bashing the ball all around. Uh Marlon scored a few runs here late in the game. And so it sets up the weekend and I'm like, okay, this team is back. And then Saturday happens and I'm just so frustrated. <laughs> like you know it's funny because We, as smart fans, and we know that 162 games, this is a long season. One game here and there, we're going to win a few games where the other team gives it to us, and we're going to lose a few games where we give it up. And so you're like, oh, it'll even out. I don't know why. I was so mad on Saturday. And I think it's because of Tyler Rogers because I was saying how I kind of wonder if the jig is up a little bit with him because uh, of how sensitive his, his his style is where you know he uh, it's it's a lot of it is deception and this rising ball and you know the way that he pitches and i, I kind of wonder like because of uh luck or whatever you want to say it almost feels like what what happened last year which where he was not giving up any runs it's just kind of like flipped around and the luck is just against us and and i wonder how long that continues because that was so sad to watch. I was, I felt so bad for him, but so angry at the same time.
1: Yeah, and I think, like we talked about last week, I really do think the defense plays so much into that because um, Tyler Rogers is a pitch to contact guy. I mean, that's just who he's always been, and, and the way he pitches in all of his weird angles and the rise ball and his, you know, slider that just kind of dips out of the zone. When you make contact, you're going to hit it in weird ways. And then when you've got a defense that's not that great with the ball coming off the bat and at a weird angle that you're not used to and you're playing out of position or not out of position, but you're playing in a position that you don't normally play, um, then I mean stuff's just going to happen. So they're not going to get to baseballs that other players would get to. I mean... You know, would Brandon Belt help in this situation? Would Tommy LaStella help in this situation? I don't know. I mean, last year was Solano a huge upgrade at second base. I mean, Tyro Estrada's having a great a great season at second base. You know, at third base, you've got Walton right now. You've got Evan Longoria. On Longoria can make some plays. Um, Brandon Crawford, uh, you know a little bit under the weather, still playing awesome defense. I mean, in that, uh, you know, he made a great play in that 15 to six ball game to, they had the Giants had to make two really good plays when uh, Walton was on the mound, um, you know, just to end that ball game. So, yeah, I think, I think defense is really kind of killing Tyler, Tyler Rogers right now. And we looked at his numbers last, last week and they're not far off from last week. Mm -hmm. I know you, I know you, you're ready to just, you know, hang the guy out, and get, <laughs> you know, stick him in the dugout for a few games, and tell uh, tell Cap, hey man, just let's not do this gimmick for a, for a couple of games, and see so so happens.
0: I, I want to remind you that last year when he would come in, we were a little like, I'm not so sure about this. But yeah, in yeah. The, the proof was he, he got out and he mm-hmm. pitched very well. I mean, he, he could have made the All-Star game last year if they looked at, you know, kind of seventh-inning relievers. But yeah. that's how good he was. And so to see the opposite happen and, – and here's the other thing. You know what I think it is? He He's not a bravado guy, right? He yeah. doesn't puff his chest out. He's not Romo, you know, yeah. like so fired up. He it almost looks like he's apologizing every time he gives up a hit, and I, so it's hard for me to like watch that and go like, oh, yeah. like I want to see him way more confident and like I got this. Even he's though got, like just... permanent Gumby shoulders, <laughs> yeah. right? It's just always a, even yeah. though I just gave up this hit, like I'm getting the next guy. You don't feel that from him. That's just not his personality. Uh, it it kind of is his brother's personality, though. If you watch his brother pitch, he's like yeah. way more like that. But I guess that's the difference between throwing 95 and 82. But um, yeah, that's also – it is like when you watch him, you're like, does he – like is how confident is he in this moment? Because when he balked and you saw the look on his face, it was kind of like what people used to get mad at Brandon Belt about, right? Like the slumpy shoulders yeah. – <laughs> Like, (laughs) you know, that kind of thing. And so I get it. I I understand why he frustrates me. And this is just my own personal thing.
1: Yeah, no, I I totally understand that. I love the guy because I, you, you know how it is with baseball. I I've always gravitated gravitated towards the weird when it comes to baseball, (laughs) because I love that. That's what baseball is. Like football is like, Oh, get out there and smash. If you have somebody who's weird in football, everybody wants to hurt them. You know, everybody wants to take them out. If you have a weird in baseball, it's like, no, okay. I get it. I mean, it's baseball. It's supposed to be weird. So when you have the, the goofballs like that, I, I, I love them you know, but he does drive you crazy, especially when he's, you know, got a full count and he drills, I think it was not (laughs) Jesus Sanchez, but drills the dude in the, in the shin (laughs) to load the bases. And you're like, he just got to throw it in the zone. He's probably not going to do anything with it, but you know, so I don't know. I, I, I see a, a really good second half of the season for him. Um, that's an easy prediction, right? I mean, that was lame. Why did I even say that? He's gonna have a better. Se- I mean, yeah, he's gonna have a better <laughs> second because his first half has been garbage. Not, not again. Not to his fault. So yeah. All right. You could just put a label on me that says the Tyler Rogers biggest apologist.
0: Well, you know, it's, may, may, it, it's also, you know, he also he needs some people in his corner because he had a couple yeah, yeah. Of bad couple of bad starts. Okay, so then we got yeah. to Sunday, uh, which was yesterday. And uh, they came back and, and pretty much dominated the ball game. Um, I'm going to look at the box here for a second. Uh, and so, you know, we're going to talk about this guy here. But the at least the, the guy who, who I'm calling the unsung hero. But We'll talk about another guy who hit his first home run in a Giants uni, Donovan Walton. And it was actually a grand slam. So it was good to see him. I kind of was wondering about him, like how long is he going to stay on this roster? Are they going to do any sort of dance with him? Does he have options left or is he with us to stay?
1: You know, I that's a good question. I'm not exactly sure um, when they got him. Usually they'll announce that, but I, I don't remember that one. And generally when a player like that is DFA in the Giants trade from, although they did Trade Prelander Baroa for him. Mm-hmm. So there's a chance you you give up somebody like Baroa. There's a chance that there are options left. He's got them. one, according they to these, fan graphs, got, okay
0: They have graphs Literally has these websites are so great. Oh, so them. under birthday and drafted time <laughs> is service time <laughs> and options. Like oh, they know what we're looking for. They yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: We're not so, goofing uh, around here, man. We need to know. Yeah. That's the important stuff. Now, that option, though, is that this year?
0: I reported I mean, as but the if it pre 2022, 2022 yeah. season number of waiver options remaining. I mean, I don't even know what that means because fan graphs is too smart for me. But
1: <laughs> it, it can be. I can go there sometimes, too, and I'll look at, like, like we're, when I talk about defense later, when I was looking at, I don't know what. 90% of the defensive stuff means. So it's not going to be like a deep dive. Into defense. It's going to be just kind of like, I know these two things. Um, but I mean, they're glaring. So, but, but yeah, I'll go to fan sometimes too. And I'll kind of tool around there and I'm like, mm,
0: I don't, should I know this stuff or should I not kind of Well, it if it was our, if it was our job to do this show, like we spent yeah. like, you know, all week, like, yeah, we probably should. <laughs> but you know, yeah, we, we know a lot, you know, oh, for, yeah. for, just doing a podcast, so you know. Yeah,
1: for sure. I'll give us. Yeah, we're fans of the game and fans of the Giants, and uh, and that's why you're here. That's why you're here listening to us because yes. you know you're fans too, and you like the fan take. I, I love the fan take too because I will listen to a lot of podcasts. Um, like I listen to the what, what is it, the Bags and Bridge uh-huh. one.
0: Um, I also listen Base, to that's a bit, that's mind. a Giants nerdy, yes. but very. Uh, conversational podcast. I, I like it because of yeah. the conversation, but you also learn stuff.
1: Yeah, exactly. And then there's the other one, too, that's um, uh, Cole Kuyper. And, and Alex Pavlovich. Yeah, Pavlovich, uh, former uh, uh, CHS, C- Cupertino High School grad, uh, alumni like myself. Uh, but so I'll listen to those. And that's good because those are the insiders. Those yeah. are the guys who are asking, you know, Kepler questions after the game. But this, this one here, this is, this is, uh, you know, fan takes this, uh, and, and you know, fans for what? How what was it, 30, 40 years now? Yeah. God, I'm almost fifty. <laughs> oh,
0: wow. I know, I just had a birthday. I am officially in the later half of my forties now. Uh, yeah, it doesn't get better. <laughs> the, the pain lingers uh, longer. Uh, long, I'll tell you that. So <laughs> the the cool thing about those podcasts, like I said. They they know where to get the data. They understand the data. They they have great analysis, but they are not fans like we are fans, right? right. Cole Kuyper grew up with his dad doing Giants broadcasting, so to some extent, I, I'm sure he's still a fan. But when you do those jobs, you're you have to you're, you're sort of rooting for stories. You're not rooting for players and teams. So for bags, you know, for bags and Brisby. For, the, for their job, I'm sure they're rooting for the Giants to do well because the further the Giants go, the better the Giants are. More people are going to read their pieces. Mm-hmm. But if it's like bottom of the ninth, two outs, runner on third, Brandon Belt's up, you know, uh, Grant Brisby isn't doing this like us, going like, <laughs> come on, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like, they're not, he's not doing that he's like okay like what happens happens and i have to figure yeah. out how to create an angle out of that do i have to rewrite my last paragraph exactly now. exactly <laughs> so that's what's different about this is you and i we can just be fans right now we are also you know i come from the journalism world so i sort of mm-hmm. have to just instinctually be unbiased and you've mm-hmm. been a broadcaster before so you understand how that thing works so we're going to be fair mm-hmm. But we can also cheer. We can also hope that Belt gets a base hit in that situation and and be happy when it's over.
1: Yeah. And we can also hope that Tyler Rogers has a better second half of the season. Yes. <laughs> See, we can do stuff
2: like that. We can hope. We can and we can say it out yes, loud too. Yes. Yes. <laughs> There's no Ion team, but there is one in Indeed. And that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews.
0: All right. So a uh, little bit more about Junis. So he pitched uh, yesterday. I think he threw six innings. I think he gave up one run, one earned run. I think it was a home run, actually. And only two hits, eight strikeouts. So he is sitting very nicely. And I have a question for you, which is he is. He has six games started. He's given up 31 hits in 43 innings, 35 strikeouts, nine walks, 2.51 ERAs, 3-1. He is essentially taking De spot. Do you think De a healthy De would be as effective as Junis has been so far? it's probably close, but I don't know if Descalfani, like when we looked at Descalfani last year, we looked at the first half and the second half. The second half was not great. And we were kind of seeing a little bit more of second half Descalfani in, in the beginning of the season, but that could have been because he was injured.
1: Yeah. We don't know a whole lot about the injury timeline. That's, that's the only thing. Um, Yeah, that's a, that's a tough one. I mean, I, I, I I'm going to say yes, because I don't think the giants say, here's a three year, right. A three year deal. I think here's a three year deal. And we know your second half to <laughs> Um So, so, so I'm thinking it's going to be, it's, it's going to be close because Junis did have a couple of uh, rough patches there after he came up, look very good out of the pen, uh, a couple of good starts uh, and, and then a, a rough, couple goes at it. Uh, but then, but then he started relying, I think more on the slider, uh, and then kind of turned it back around again. Hmm. Tough question. I'm going to say, I mean, Junis has been pitching lights out. So I'm going to say Junis would give us more.
0: Yeah. I I think I would say that too. Uh, though, you know, we were very happy with first half disco last year, you know, for sure. He pitched, you know, he was going five, six strong pretty much every start. Uh, But, yeah, I think Junis has just been fantastic. And here's who I'm going to compare him to. It is a a, a, uh, Giants playoff hero from the pitching side. Mm -hmm. We needed him in a pinch. We needed him in some crazy games that went like 18 innings. His name is Usmero Petit. That's who that's what this version of Junis reminds me of. Petit did not give up a lot of hits, was able to get outs in uh, without expending a lot of energy and throwing a ton of pitches. Sometimes it was pitching to contact, and uh, that's who Junis reminds me of. Now, they're different kinds of pitchers, they're they're similar in some instances, but yeah, like uh, we were talking about this, I think sort of would you know we wanted everybody who was out there in the free agency to be on the Giants this year. We've had so many guys. Yeah. But one of them was like, I wonder if Petit could still pitch because of the way the Giants use their bullpen. He could be a, a sort of a valuable long arm. But they had Junis in, in mind for that position and it's worked out so well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And and that's a good comparison. Um Petit, if he was with the Giants this year, he would be a starter. Probably, because he could give you the four innings. I mean, gosh, the way Kapler's been using the starters the last couple of weeks, um, he's pulling them so early uh, and going right to the bullpen. And uh, I mean, maybe that's some of the bullpen woes too—is that you're kind of taxing the pen?
0: Yeah. No, that's he's, it's a he's, great point.
1: Yeah, he's been accused of that in the past in Philadelphia um, when he came to that, but he, he really hasn't had a regular like start on time, finish on time, full crowd, 162 game season, no seven inning doubleheader <laughs> uh, seasons with the Giants yet. So it's been it's hard to see like what is he doing exactly with with the team or with the with the pitching staff. But um yeah Petit would would uh yeah that's a good comparison because he he was one of those guys man if the Giants needed that, uh, you know, the fourth inning blew up. Matt Cain had a rough start. He would come in and he could pitch you like four innings, get you to the, you know, bridge you to the ninth um, pretty easily.
0: All right, so... Let's talk about our player of the week because I, I probably just gave it away just by, just by the second, but I want <laughs> it. I want, I want this part of the podcast to be a little bit of a love fest for this guy. So why don't you break yeah. down the player of the week and, uh, and, and we could finish off the conversation of Jacob Judas.
1: Yeah, we had to, so we had our player of the week and, and, and if this, this poll right here of these three players doesn't sum up the giants love for their full 40 man roster. I don't know what does. Cause we had three guys that were in here. So coming in third Donovan Walton had a really nice week. Batting average wasn't up, but the Woba was pretty good. He hit 227. The Woba was 342. He had the home run, the A couple grand slam. of clutch
0: hits with, with runners couple, on this yeah, week.
1: Yeah, bases clearing double that did not stand up. Again, you know, go out to a 4 nothing lead on Saturday. Just couldn't hold it. Went out to a 4 nothing lead yesterday on Sunday, and I was like, can we hold this one? Is, <laughs> you know, is this going to happen? So one home run, eight ribs on the week, five runs, 13% K rate. That's really low. Um Came in third place, 8.7% of the vote. Jason Vossler, 17.4% of the vote, 313 average, 466. Hit, hit two jacks on the lead, jacks. 466 Woba, two home runs, four runs, uh, three ribs, 333 Babip, and a 750 slugging percentage. Uh, and, and again, Donovan Walton and J- Jason Vossler, two guys that are are filling in, but on the 40 man who the Giants value very, very much, and, and Vossler and Walton are both just kind of making it, going to make it very difficult when guys like Brandon Belt and Duggar come back. Um, and, Slater and came Lamont back. Way Slater's back, but Lamont Way Jr. is still coming back. I mean, there's a lot of guys that are still going to be coming back, so these guys are going to make it very difficult. Um, yeah. But at least they have options this year, so the Giants can send them down. It's not a problem. Uh, and then coming in first, Jacob Junis with 73.9 percent of the vote. There we go. 10 and a third innings, two starts, one and oh, 1.74 ERA, five hits, 11 strikeouts in those 10 and a third innings. Um, like I said, very valuable, such a valuable part of the Giants pitching staff right now. Um, I don't, I mean, it's scary to think where they would be without him right now um would they've had to force somebody from triple a to come up i mean they have sam long as uh they've been able to kind of keep him fresh in triple a and th- and that's their game plan again yeah. the giants are are truly marathoning this season yes. and not sprinting um because everybody said you know 107 wins last year we got to come out of the gates and blow it up no You got to blow it up in August and September. That's when you got to really play (laughs) the best. And so if you're fresh in August and September, hey, things could look good. So with Sam Long being fresh down in AAA, you're not having to tax him up here in the majors. Um, Then when you need him, he's he's ready to go. So, yeah, the Giants are doing a great job with that. So Jacob Junis, your player of
0: the week. I like it. I like it. All right, let's get to what we're drinking. For the video, folks, I apologize that my – picture I'm guessing it's one of those things where I probably just have to restart my computer and there's probably a lot of cash happening in the memory and yeah. like, slowing it down. so
1: it's probably uh, one of those things where you need to go to the wife and say I need
0: an <laughs> iMac. I gotta get a new iMac it's, I think it's coming you know you know why it's coming yeah. Part of it I do so much production on these machines yeah that for both podcast networks that we have, I mean, I'm not going to get the computer for free, but I could technically write it off as a business expense. So that that helps yep, a sure. little bit, you know. But yeah, this this computer, I think I bought it in 19 and it was the it was it was it was two about a year and a half before the M1 chips came out. Yeah. So now the M2 chips are already out for this is Apple nerd geek or, stuff.
1: Is the M2 out or is it the M1 Pro? I think it might be the M one.
0: I think uh, so, I the, there I was know. the they had the conference today. Oh, that's right. I and missed. so they talked about the M two so. uh, okay. being in the MacBook Airs and the MacBook Pros. So I think it's nice. Com- or if it's not out, it's like on its way. So anyway, yeah. I bought this computer um, in I think it's like eighteen or nineteen, and it, it, it's a great, fantastic purchase. I'm probably a little bit harder on my Macs than most people because. I work from home, so I use it not only as a production machine for producing podcasts, producing video, but it's also my work computer. Like I do a lot of stuff for work, so I'm just constantly hammering on it, and it's been exceptional. Like um, It's funny because Brian is looking for a new one, and he has my previous version iMac, which was probably (laughs) like a 2016 iMac. So he's looking for the upgrade? So he's waiting. He's like, should I (laughs) buy one? are you going to get a new computer anytime soon? There you go. At some point, mm, maybe this year, maybe early next year. I mean, you know, when you got your iMac, I did get a little bit jealous. I was like, (laughs) so fresh and so clean and so brand new.
1: Yeah. And the nice thing. So I have the M1. I got it last summer. I think it was probably June. I think is when I, it ended up finally showing up and uh, I've kept it really clean because I, I won't use it for work. Um, the only work stuff I do on it is office.com. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't like to load any work stuff on it. So I use it for video production, um, gaming, doing different things. It, it's a really nice machine. Uh, anybody out there has a PlayStation. Uh, it's a really nice machine for doing PlayStation uh, connect the, uh, you know, the, the remote service. So when the kids are using the TV that's like, I don't know, 20 feet away from me, I can just, plug in the old uh, remote there and fire up the PlayStation Connect and hop on and actually use this as a screen. It's not 4K because they don't stream in 4K, but, it, but it's pretty good for that.
0: Um, one, one of my buddies yeah. got the, the the Mac Pro, the big oh, baddie. Yeah, that thing is crazy. And, and, you know, that would be like right in my wheelhouse with the one exception in that you also have to buy a display. Yeah. And I'm so spoiled by the iMac display that if I was to buy a display to kind of mirror the iMac display, you're adding like another 1500 to <laughs> grand on top yeah. of the Mac pro price. I know. So yeah. I'm just like, ah, oh, that's a great idea, but I'm thinking I'm sticking
1: iMac for this. When I saw that, I got very excited and then I realized, yes, it did not come with a display and I was like, Ooh, and, the, and then you can't just get any display because if you're going to spend that much, for the computer, you're not going to just be like, ah, I'll just throw this yes. display up there. It'll yes. be fine. No, you want 8K. You want everything to go with it. So, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's uh, talk about well, quickly what we're drinking. So, last week, I had mentioned that I bought the Bullet. Uh, this is the last week or the week before. I, I had the Bullet pre-made cocktails, and uh, the one that I had was the Old Fashioned. And the other one that they make is the Manhattan, and I've never Mm -hmm. had a Manhattan in my life, but I guess the the only the one of the main differences is there's a vermouth that they add to a Manhattan. Is that correct? Yeah, I believe so. There's still bitters, but it's I guess it's the sweet vermouth. So a a sweet, which is very sugary. Yes. So it adds it adds definitely some sugar and some carbs there. But what I did because I I can't deal with the sugary drinks. I just cut it. I just put like yeah like two or three ounces of water on top of it. and so it's it's much it's much more refreshing, but it is also <laughs> less sugary. So I'm sure I'm not drink like I'm sure I'm not drinking a Manhattan the way you're supposed to yeah, drink a Manhattan. You drink but, it any way you want it. Yeah, but uh, but that's what I'm that's what I'm drinking. And I've really I, you know for uh, if I was not okay, so for instance, you and I, we like whiskey, We like mm-hmm. bourbon. We like rye whiskey. We like Irish whiskey, right? Like there's a certain there's a taste bud that that we have that allows us to to drink that that other people may not have. Like my wife, if I have like a bourbon, she'll she'll have a sip and she'll go, it'll sort of shock the system a little bit, right? Yes, yeah. but we're so used to drinking bourbon. So I can I drink I can drink I'd rather have whiskey on the rocks or straight rather than have the cocktail. But I had to try the cocktails because I think they're so cool. I I just think the idea of having these bullet cocktails is cool. So I had to support the process there.
1: Yeah, and I hear you. And I've cut way back on sugar um, and, and alcohol in general. But we're going to Vegas next week. And, you know that kind of throws a monkey wrench in everything so um i'm sure i will be poolside you will see pictures of the poolside with the poolside beers because my dad's going down there too okay and he's a micro brew drinker so there we yes, go we will be in the pool having some beers um i went with uh I and I forgot and I grabbed the wrong <laughs> glass. I meant to grab the uh Great Basin Brewing. I tried to get a local glass and I grabbed the Rams glass. No, yeah, that's but for Aaron I, Donald, man. You guys that's uh, for Aaron Donald. Yeah, a Aaron nice, Donald's a
0: nice little bump there.
1: There you go. 95 million over the next three years extension, 31 a year, 32 a year.
0: That's, that's what we gotta eight, do though. The, at, at our jobs, we gotta walk yeah. in and we gotta go <laughs> thinking about retirement. Yeah, yeah. And then they go, no, like we're going like yeah. <laughs> to give you like a bonus. Like here's more money, more money. And
1: they're like, okay, okay, we're not going to retire. Relax. See, I, I work for the county. So if I did that and I walked in and said, I'm thinking of retiring, they go, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, you've got eight years. <laughs> like, hmm, okay. Well, then I'll retire in eight years. I'll show you. So I went, I went with the Paloma. And of course, I forgot the tequila again, but it is the Terramana. Uh, with the grapefruit. TV, I did bring that in there. Cause there I, I, I can never fill. Cause what I do is I put the big round ice cube in here. Then I put the tequila or the tequila, and then I pour the uh, grapefruit over it. And it fizzes so much because yeah. of the interaction between the two that I can never fill it all the way up. So I always have to bring in the glass with me and, and, or bring in the, the can with me. And I always forget the tequila, but but that's good because if I brought it with me, there have been, here's a secret. What do we say behind or, or inside baseball? Yeah. Here's a little inside baseball for you. Cause there are times I have brought the bottles in with me to show the bottles. And the problem is we start to go a little long there and then I got to go. pour a little bit more.
0: Oh, there you go. I thought you were yeah. going to say, well, so for instance, for mine, I didn't bring the Manhattan bottle in because you're supposed to keep it in the refrigerator. Oh, So right, if I yeah. keep it out, I mean, I, who know Probably it's fine, but I just, you know, I just didn't want to keep it out. And then it's, <laughs> you know, and then it gets a, a little lukewarm there. Yeah. Uh, okay. So the w- one thing about your Vegas trip. So as you know, I just got back. Vegas is the super spreader COVID 19 town. Mm, so. Fun. The thing about you that you just said, you guys are going to be at the pool a lot. Yeah. I think that's the play. You're going to be okay. Yeah. I was indoors with folks, and I was fine. But I would say at least – so let's say we had a group of about 75 to 100 people. Those that I know that reported back to me, 15 people popped.
1: Oh, gosh.
0: So – there are i'm sure But so they are also people.
1: flew right most of you so, flew so so we
0: we all flew okay so we're we driving had, so we had at least one so we, had, we had sort of two big events kind of indoors so i'm sure that was a problem yeah for uh, but sure. but yeah ve- vegas is covid does not exist in las vegas so i was the odd person out in that I was wearing my mask a lot, <laughs> yeah. And nobody else was. There's like a few. of There's like two or three of us who were wearing our mask. <laughs> uh, and luckily, like we didn't get sick. Now that's not to say that the people who weren't wearing their mask were irresponsible in any way, but it was just kind of the thing. Like nobody was wearing their mask. So just just be careful. There's 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 a lot of stuff going around out there. We we were gonna pre-purchase tickets
1: for shows and we're going to do all this stuff. And then and as soon as the numbers started going up, cause I, you know, living in Nevada, we do get numbers from Vegas all the time too. And I saw the numbers here going up and the numbers in Vegas going up. I thought, I don't want to buy any tickets for any shows because I don't know if I want to sit in crowds with a bunch of people from out of town, you know, yeah. from everybody's from everywhere. Um, and we drive down there. It takes about, you know, with a couple of stops, it takes about eight hours to get down there. Um, and and you go, and there's nothing you just drive and there's nothing out there. Um, a couple of gas stations on the way, a couple of towns on the way. And and that's pretty much it. And then the place we're staying is not a casino. Uh, and it's going to be a hundred and I don't know, six the entire week. So we'll probably be indoors at the, in the room and then pretty much at the pool. And I think that's the plan for the week. So,
0: yeah, there you go. Yeah. All right. So I'm uh, home
1: healthy. I promise.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let, let's uh, let's talk about a little bit, which is, so before we get to our last segment, which is we're going to kind of look at Dodgers giants and Rockies mm-hmm. uh, for those who are listening to the audio version of this show, give us a five-star review. If you can, if, if, if you have it in your heart to want to see this podcast grow a little bit, that will definitely help. And also for the YouTube Uh, If you are watching us on YouTube, maybe you're subscribing to our channel. If not, hit click that subscribe button. It costs you nothing. It just helps us. And if you kind of want to see what it looks like on video, go to the BSPN YouTube channel. Uh, You may also need to add Bay Area Sports Podcasting Network in the search just to make sure you find the right one. Uh, There's some other BSPNs in there. I don't know exactly what they stand for, but – uh, so yeah, check us out, subscribe, all that stuff. Just it just generally just helps us. It's you know, and 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 it'll help you find our stuff sooner than uh, than later. Okay, let's get to the last thing here, which is we wanted to look at the numbers with the Giants, the Dodgers, and the Rockies to kind of see if we can glean anything from what is going on with all of these teams. The Giants have a big home stand up here. Tomorrow is the first game. Uh, Giants and Rockies, they play three. Then the Dodgers come in and the Dodgers are here for three. And if you remember, I know Giants fans remember, we lost the only two games to the Dodgers so far. And one of those games was not even close. So we owe them no. big time. Yeah. So, wanted to look at some of these numbers to kind of see like how close are we to the Dodgers or maybe how far away are we from the Dodgers and where do the Rockies kind of fit into this whole thing as the standings are today, Monday night, the Dodgers are 35 and 19. They are only five and five in their last 10 and they've lost two games in a row. The Rockies are in last place in the West. They are, you remember how we were talking about how, All the teams are kind of close, you know, they're around 500. Well, Colorado is three and seven in their last 10. They've lost four in a row. Arizona is three and seven in their last 10. They've lost two in a row. Both of those teams are now under 500. So that should mean for us that the road gets a little bit easier. But the Dodgers and San Diego, who's 35 and 21. They are two of the better teams in, uh, in the National League especially, but also in all of baseball. So let's look at some of the batting statistics here. Now you think about runs per game, and you think about all of these great teams in baseball. The Yankees are 39-15. and 15. They have a 72% winning percentage. That is amazing. Houston Astros 35 and 19, right there with the Dodgers. The New York Mets 37 and 19. So there are some really, really good teams from a win loss perspective. Do you know the Giants are second in all of baseball and runs scored behind the Dodgers? The Mets are third, Cardinals fourth, Red Sox fifth, Yankees sixth. What does that mean when the Giants are a whopping 29 and 15 or whatever we are? 29-24. 29 yeah. 24. I'm
1: sorry, 29-24. Yeah, 29-24. You know what that means is <clears throat> something we talk about every year, and it's the bullpen. If the bullpen can just hold on to some of these games, the Giants are probably right up there behind the Dodgers, maybe by a half a game, one game back, or maybe even tied for first place at this point. Cause there are we're a couple games where um you know, the bullpen just couldn't hold those four-run leads, five-run leads even. Uh, and it's frustrating to watch, but you know it's going to come around because you know the Giants pride themselves in their bullpen, pride themselves in pitching. And also defense is a tough a tough pill to swallow right now. But, um, but yeah, it, it's funny because the Giants will, will play some games and, and they'll get seven innings into it and have not scored a run. And all of a sudden in the eighth inning they blow up for five runs. And then you go, well, there's their five runs per game. Um, cause it's not a consistent yes five runs per game. It's not, you know, they're not scoring a run in five different innings. So it's, that's why it's kind of hard to fathom, but
0: um, it's 10 runs. And then the next game is two runs and then it's eight and then yeah. it's one and then they get shut out and then they score 15. It's like crazy. Yeah, exactly. And then, I mean, that's pretty much what it comes down. To, cause
1: that cuts your average in half the next yeah. day. So, yeah. um, but you know, it, it's always good to look at this too, because then you feel better. And you go, well, this is not, you know, the Giants aren't playing above their heads. They're actually playing below right now. And they, yeah. and they, they are definitely
0: a better team than their record shows. Okay, so let's look, let's look at home runs. Now, the Yankees lead all of baseball with 80 home runs. Brewers have 72. Braves 69. Astros 69. Angels 68. Giants have more home runs than the Dodgers. And if you look at their lineups, you would kind of wonder how is that even possible? (laughs) And it's, you know, it's Jock and it's Wilmer and it's, you know, every single player on their team, you know, even Joey Bart, who uh, I think he swings and misses at like nine out of every 10 pitches. Even he has a handful of home runs. So that, that that was also really fascinating to me is that the Giants are out homering the Dodgers. Were you surprised to see that? Uh, I'm very surprised to see that. I know the uh, Dodgers
1: got off to a little bit of a slow start at the beginning of the season. They weren't pounding the ball. Mookie Betts finally turned it on, but before that, he wasn't doing it. He's got 16. I mean, yeah, he's, now he's, he's got six. Yeah, so i I'm definitely surprised to see that. I'm looking in the National League. Milwaukee's got 72 home runs, then Atlanta has 69, and then the Giants are in third in the National League with 66. That's yeah. pretty
0: amazing. It's you know it's Justin Turner he's got four. It's Max Muncy he's got three. Max oh, yeah. Muncy's hitting a whole one fifty by the way. Jeez. Um, and, and so yeah, you know they're, they're they're definitely underperforming. Like I think Dodger fans would say the same thing, which is what you said, which is they're they're probably even better than their record shows, and they have a really good record, so they're probably un they they would probably think that they're underperforming a bit themselves. Oh yeah. All right, and so. Let's look at, you know, what the Giants really pride themselves in, which is on-base percentage. Now, the New York Mets lead the league, lead all of baseball, 335 on base. The Dodgers are second, 333. The Colorado Rockies, 327. Some of that is inflated, just like their batting average because of where they play their home games. The Giants are fourth in all of baseball at three. 3- 25 and I don't know if this is a stat I don't know if it should be a stat it may be uh, some it may be you know there, there may be some sort of algorithm that includes this but if you look at their batting average and then the on base there's like a giant difference like okay so so <laughs> the Rockies for instance are hitting 261 and they have a 327 on base the Giants are only hitting 244. And they have a 325 on base. So what does that mean? Well, it means that they're probably walking a lot more than these other teams. And that, again, another piece of what what they pride themselves in. Uh, And then when you get to the slugging, so in all of baseball, the Dodgers are are first, Yankees are second, Red Sox are third. Now, this is where the Giants slide down a little bit, even though they hit more home runs than Dodgers. What this tells me is that they don't hit a lot of other extra base hits. Their slugging is only 410. That puts them at about seventh in all of baseball. And then you add those two things up and you get to OPS. The Giants are fifth in all of baseball in OPS. The Dodgers are first. So that's where they kind of, they're they're sort of lengthening away from the Giants a little bit is when you put all of that stuff together. And then the Rockies are a couple of uh, spots behind the Giants. So the Rockies are hitting the baseball too. I don't have the home and road splits here, so unfortunately, I cannot see uh, see see what that is. Um, where the Giants kind of fall back a little bit further is the OPS plus, which is the uh, you know adjusted to the ballparks, and um, I, I'm not exactly sure all of what OPS plus means, but there's some. You know, they're, they're trying to sort of perfect OPS here. The Giants do yeah. fall a little bit below. They're outside of the top 10 in OPS plus, and the Dodgers are number four. And uh, that is, you know, sort of your offense. So to me, that says offensively, the Giants are probably doing better than most people think. And we see all the strikeouts. We see the low batting average, but they walk a lot. They uh, you know they 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 have quality ABs, which helps in, in the scenarios in which you know you look at some of the, the players that they throw out there and you're like, oh my gosh, who are some of these guys that are you know that, that are that are playing and hitting so low? And also the other thing is that all of these guys who you know the Donovan Walton and the Jason Bossler, if you shaved off Donovan Walton's beard outside of Giants <laughs> fans, who would even know? The difference between the two guys, right? Yeah. So it's just yeah. sort of like the nameless, faceless guys. So just 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 to finish out that Dodgers lead all of baseball in walks with 220, Giants are second with 198. So both of these teams offensively are 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 good offensive teams. You you could you could talk me into the Dodgers being very good, uh, but neither team is great. And it just shows that you know they're like you said earlier. Giants are probably playing a little bit under what they are. And the Dodgers fans would probably think the same thing about themselves.
1: Yeah, I would think so. I I, I tried to look for it because you talked about the disparaging big canyon there between yeah uh, average and on base percentage. And uh, I mean, us Giants fans, we we know what that is. And that's the frustration <laughs> of runners left on base. I mean, how many games are we sitting here going, hey, we got the bases loaded and we got one out. Yeah, And we got a run or we got no runs or we got runners at second and third and we got two outs. All we need is a knock. We could drive in two runs and we don't get that again, lucky, unlucky. I mean, you know, those things will start to fall. Yeah. You know how baseball is it. It evens out. So yeah, that, that is a pretty big chasm. I haven't used the word chasm in a long (laughs) time, but I thought I would go ahead and use that. Yeah. I think, I, I definitely think, Looking at all of this stuff, I I definitely think that the Giants are playing under where they should be right now. I'm looking at barrel percentage, too. I always like these the the fun stat cast stats. The Giants are fifth in the National League in barrel percentage. The Dodgers are third in the league in barrel percentage. The Braves are first, 10.7%. That's the highest. And then you look at hard hit percentage and I think hard hit is uh, I think we talked about last week it is determined uh by anything hit over 95 miles an hour. Um of course the Braves 90, 41.7% lead the National League in hard hit percentage. Dodgers are second and the Giants are 6th. Um so you know the Giants are still hitting the ball hard, they're doing their thing but uh They're just not getting them to drop in at this point and driving in those runs to get that gap between the batting average and the on-base percentage to close a little bit.
0: All right. So let's look at some of these pitching metrics here. Now, if you want to look at the old back of the baseball card statistic, the Giants are not doing very well in ERA. The Dodgers are number two in all of baseball. The, The Yankees are first. Uh, the Rockies are actually below the Giants in, in ERA by a, a fair amount. Wow. So the Dodgers have 2.91 ERA, team ERA. The Giants are a 4.3 team ERA, wow. and the Rockies are 5.25. Now, the difference in what ERA could mean, or not that what it could mean, but what maybe – a, a, a little a, what, what's what's what is the era not telling us so we look at the fip and what the fip is the fip is stands for fielding independent pitching according to baseball reference this stat measures a pitcher's effectiveness at preventing home runs walks hit by pitches and causing strikeouts and basically what it is is it's it it, it is what the pitcher can generally control versus what the pitcher can generally not control. So some of these base hits, you know, through the hole that because of positioning the infielder wasn't able to get that may affect the ERA. That is not necessarily going to affect the FIP. But yeah. you know, if if uh, Logan Webb gives up another jack like the three he gave up the other day, uh, that's going to affect both ERA and fielding independent pitching. So the Giants are third in all of baseball at fielding independent pitching. So what that could mean is that the pitchers are just a little bit unlucky or the the defense is some of the cause of this. And you had mentioned that you had some defensive metrics that, that may prove this to be true.
1: Yeah. So let me, again, like we talked about earlier, we're not, we're not stat cast experts. There's a lot of, uh, you know, these advanced metrics and everything else that kind of escape me. I look at, I look at these things and I always have a little bit of a hard time with them. Um, but when you're looking at fielding percentage in the National League, the Padres are number one. And and you know why they're number one? Because Fernando Tatis is hurt. <laughs> <laughs> because <Number one. laughs> he led the league in errors last year. So that's mm-hmm. why the Padres are number one in fielding percentage. Dodgers are number two. Uh, let's go down the list here. Giants are eighth in fielding percentage. Not terrible. Not terrible. But when you look at the errors, you run through the errors, Uh, number one in the least amount of errors, of course, the Padres, it kind of correlates with all the fielding percentage giants only have 26 errors. So that's good for eighth on the list, but that's tied with the Braves. That's only one less than the Cardinals and Mets and only three less than the Dodgers, Marlins and Reds. So it's more a matter of Giants players getting to the ball. I think more than errors, because when you look at errors, it's a glove is on the ball or, you know, somebody's standing there and the ball drops right next to him, sun in his eyes, whatever you can get an error for that. But there are a lot of plays. And we used to talk about this with Omar Vizquel. He would get some errors because he would get to balls that most guys wouldn't get to. Um, Most of the Giants are just not Getting to the ball, so those are the that that's where the fit comes into play. So balls are falling into play, they're hits, uh, and, and that kind of goes into the whole fit. Uh, you know, you, you know what? The...
0: One great definition of what you're just talking about. I'm trying to figure out who said this. It was either Brenly or Kuyper, and I'm guessing it was Brenly. He said that Robbie Thompson would get to balls on his feet that Ryan Sandberg had to dive for. Yes. And that, what that also means is there's going to be balls that Thompson could possibly get to and may make errors on. That would be base hits with Ryan Sandberg playing second. And Ryan Sandberg's going to win the gold glove because his fielding percentage is higher because he doesn't make as many errors, but he also doesn't have as many chances because he's not getting to as many baseballs. So that kind of explains the whole thing.
1: Yeah, that's something we heard a lot about when we were kids. It was mm-hmm. always, you know, that this guy, you know, Ozzy Smith has eight errors already in July. Well, be- because he's putting his glove on baseballs those <laughs> guys wouldn't get to. Yeah. I mean, they wouldn't even dream to get to that baseball. And, you know, and then you have your your home scorers. So if, if, if the Cardinals were playing in Chicago against the Cubs and he got, you know, maybe a lace on the ball, the home scorer would say, oh, that's an error. Because that's Ozzie Smith, and we don't like him. You know, a little yeah. bit more biased towards the home when it comes to scoring. Now, cheap, cheap shot R... artist Ozzie
0: Smith is what I usually uh, call.
1: Yeah, exactly. So I'm fine with them giving him that uh, ultimate zone rating. Have you heard that one? UZR. Yes, I've seen that over the last couple of years. The ultimate zone rating. Uh, it's one of the most widely used publicly available defensive statistics. Uh, puts a run value to defense, attempting to quantify how many runs a player saved or gave up through their fielding prowess or lack thereof so that's the definition of uzr where do you think the giants are in the national league in the uzr there's 15 teams i'll give you a really okay. bad i would say 15th yes yeah negative 15.7 on the uzr the diamondbacks are number 1 in uzr they're light hitting club
0: but they play defense, and they're pitching. Can they can probably. they save so, so some mad bum there from? I don't know if they can save the yeah. balls going over the fence though. I don't uh, probably not.
1: So, <laughs> so so this tells you that. So when you look at these numbers, and you say so, if the Giants happen to be going into Arizona this week, you could say well the Giants are having a hard time getting that hit with the bases loaded, getting that hit with a runner at third base. And then you go up against a team like the diamondbacks who have a 12.4 UZR, the best in the national league. And you go, well, oh, this is going to be a scrappy type of series where the giants are going to need to win two to one ballgames because that diamondbacks defense is really tough. So you can kind of deep dive into these type of statistics and know what kind of series you're in for. But yeah, the giants are dead last in the national league at negative 15.7 braves are right Right in front of them at fourteen point seven. Dodgers We're are the in the Phillies. middle of the pack, two point nine.
0: Phillies, uh, they're thirteenth because they have they have uh, Schwarber and Castellanos now playing in the outfield. Yeah, but they're Bryce only negative.
1: They're only negative four point one. We're negative fifteen points. I,
0: I think so. I think they're going to catch up. If Bryce does can't get yeah. back out there, they may catch up. You know. You know what? This is true? What you. Uh, all, all the things that you just said, you know what makes it so crystal clear? I was kind of making fun of Mad Bum and I looked at his numbers. And I'm like, wow, 3.31 ERA, not yeah. bad. And then you look at his FIP, his FIP is almost five. So yeah, I have because the his defense, defense is, is saving, defense <laughs> is helping him a lot. Uh, you know, this sucks. This sucks. It just makes me sad. I know 54 innings and he's only got 37 strikeouts. That, that makes me sad for him.
1: So his ERA with the giants this year would probably be closer to his fit yeah. because their, their defense just, you know, wouldn't be saving him. So that that's a big kind of turning point for the giants this season. I think if you're watching a game, watching the giants game, the rest of the season, watching a series, the rest of the season, kind of pay attention to that ball fell in. That should have been caught, or the Giants are starting to catch balls that might have fallen in in the past. You can kind of maybe start to see a little bit of a turnaround, a streak kind of uh, starting to build. I think the Giants team is going to go the way of their defenses here. They're going to hit, they're going to score runs, they're going to pitch well enough. Uh, but the defense is kind of that that third factor. It's it's the special teams in the NFL. If you don't have that all three aspects of, of everything that you need, then you kind of fall apart a little bit, or you just don't play up to your potential. I think that's kind of just where the Giants are right now.
0: All right, to finish this off. Now, the one thing that Giants don't want their pitchers to do is give up home runs. And the Giants do not – their pitchers yeah. do not give up home runs. They are fourth – in the league uh, when it comes in all of baseball, when it comes to home runs per nine inning, they give up less than one home run per nine. The Dodgers also give up less than one Dodgers are at 0.9. Giants are at 0.8. They also don't want their pitchers to walk guys. The Giants are fifth in all of baseball in base on balls per nine. The Dodgers are fourth and they also want strikeouts. Now the Giants aren't doing as good of a job here uh, I, I wonder what they were last year, though. You know, some of this may be uh, Redone. you know, having a couple of bad starts. So the Giants are at 8.6 strikeouts per nine. The Dodgers are at 9.0. Giants are a little bit closer to the middle, uh, but the, 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 then the Dodgers are, are close enough to where uh, it's, it's a very similar number. And so the strikeouts uh, divided by walks number, Giants and Dodgers both fare very, very well. What this also tells me is that I think the Yankees are going to win the American League <laughs> <laughs> because they're yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're right up there in every single but, one of these categories.
1: You know, but the Astros are a really tough teams. So if we yeah. can get a Yankees Astros rematch from the cheating 2008 yeah. season, 2007 or 2018 or 17 season, yeah. can't remember exactly when it was, but um, that'd be that'd be a fun American League championship series. I think those two yeah. teams.
0: Yeah. All right, that was a fun little exercise. So before we get out yeah. of here, do you have any predictions for this week?
1: Oh, let me go back to our schedule here. I just got to take a quick
0: peek. Um, what, are, what are the matchups? I I, I mean, they, they don't even really say what the matchups are anymore past like not, one or two games.
1: Yeah, not usually. Um, all right, so we got uh, German Marquez, who the Giants tap around really well against Rodone tomorrow night. So that's a Giants win. Wood against Senzatella. Uh, I said that's another Giants win. Last time Senzatella pitched
0: against the Giants, he got hurt, right?
1: He did. He didn't get out of the first or second inning, I think it was. Um, and then to be determined, uh, he's pitching very well this year. Uh, and he pitches on Thursday. So <laughs> he's
0: got like four of them for the rest of the week
1: yeah, to be exactly. determined. So. Um, so that's a 1245 game. Uh, so the giants are going to, let's see, let's just make this easy. Giants are going to go six and O this week. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Like let's that. just make it round <laughs> it out make it nice and simple. No, let's, uh, all right. So probably three against the Rockies and I, I say the giants, you know, they always do what we don't expect them to do,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, just like they did on this weird 10 game road trip. I-, I-, I say the Giants are gonna go
0: uh, five and one this week. Okay. I was gonna say four and two, but four and two is more what I would be happy with. Yeah. Like I want them to sweep the Rockies so we don't even have to worry about it. So a win against the Dodgers is just gravy for the week, right? That's what I yeah. want. I want them but to we sweep just, the Rockies. Did, we just did a
1: deep dive on the numbers and we're right yeah, there. They're, they're so really
0: close. They're really close to them. That's I, why
1: I think this is a turnaround week. It's June. I think the wake-up call is happening. Guys are starting to get healthy and, and I think they can go five and one. I think they can take two out of three against the Dodgers. Cause they're going to be at home. It's going to be a raucous crowd. Uh, Sunday is um, well, first Saturday is pride day. Okay. Um, so, so both the Dodgers and Giants are going to be wearing the pride hats. That's the first time two teams on the same field That's playing cool. against each other will be wearing the hats um, and the uniforms. I think the, the patch and everything. Uh, and then Sunday is going to be uh, Matt Cain perfect game Wow. Bobble card day. Uh, they've been promoting the hell out of that one. And Matt Kane's going to be there. So that's why I think they're, they'll get a little pumped up by both of those events. Pretty electric. I think uh,
0: Saturday is already a sellout pretty much. Uh, Sunday is probably a sellout too. They Matt should Cain's bring back uh, Michael Morse for that game. So Matt Cain and yeah. Michael Morse can uh reenact when uh matt kane went did the reach around and like got up there with yeah oh my god i was like (laughs) poor morse this dude just like violated his privacy
1: but that's what happens when you're excited (laughs) sometimes it happens bring back uh oh we got to bring back um joaquin Arias Arias right he's got to be there he has to be there right it's yeah, and there. then Blanco with the diving catch in oh, center yeah. field. Oh, yeah. All so those bring guys. those two guys All back, those guys. please. Yes.
0: So, All right, yeah, so five you, and I, and one week. you and I are going to be back this weekend because you're going on vacation, like we said. So we'll be yeah. back on Sunday, and we'll record our episode. So, you know, we won't have the full sort of way that we do it uh, like like when we do it on, on a Monday or a Tuesday. But uh, we'll be back Sunday. We'll talk about kind of the things that are going on, and hopefully – We'll have some good news about this Dodger series or else it's going to be a very angry and sad and frustrated Tyler Rogers yeah. slumpy shoulders podcast.
1: <laughs> well, when we come, when we do our show Sunday morning, it's going to be before the Giants play. So are we going to be happy or are we going to, yeah. Are we going to be doing this Sunday morning show going, man, I can't wait for
0: this sweep to happen today. Yeah.
1: Cause that's, that's how I'm going to feel.
0: I'm not, and I I will not. I promise. I will not pour this uh, Manhattan cocktail into my coffee. It'll be straight coffee. That's what I can. (laughs) There you go. Yeah, I've got a long drive on Monday,
1: so I'll be uh, (laughs) I'll be drinking lots of coffee on Sunday, getting ready, getting packed, and all that good stuff. So I'll have a good
0: coffee. Yeah. All right. Good show. uh, If I do say so myself. Yeah. Uh, For I'll say it too. Look, even my video cleared up. It only took like 45 minutes. Thanks, computer. (laughs) You might have to reboot before every show. It's going to be a restart like immediately after we're done. All right. So for Brad, I am Double G. We will see you on Sunday. Peace out. Peace.
2: Whether you want a laid-back trail to hit with friends, or you're planning something more adventurous, AllTrails Plus is your guide to making the most of your time outdoors. Get outside today with three free months of AllTrails Plus with code PODCAST23 at alltrails.com podcast. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McKrispie Sandwich.